I've been trying to get you on this podcast for maybe a calendar year. I know. I'm so excited. Well, I think you were the first person to ever spot me live when I first moved to America outside yes. of Crunch. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. That was a, a very golden memory for me. Yeah, me too. Well, it's like it's so fun having you so close by too. Now that we're both in town more, we should just hang and out regular style. AMC A-listers. Okay, so what movies are out right now? Because we need to go to one this week. I will say, I'll be brave and say, I don't know if there's anything out right now that I want to see. Did you already see The Whale? No. Oh, I would see that. I would okay, see that. I want to <gasps> see The Whale so bad. I haven't seen it yet either. And But I'm seeing a lot of people, like a lot of, I, I don't consider fat a bad word. And I don't think. It shouldn't be. I don't think that most people are consider, considered a bad word. And I think anybody that maybe a few years ago did think that fat was a bad word. I think that now they're like. Oh, ahead of it, and that they're like, being fat is not bad. Yeah, Why would fat, fat be a bad word? But I'm seeing a lot of fat people mad at this movie. Is what I was gonna say. Same. And so that's why I'm feeling conflicted. Because didn't it like win Sundance or something? It won Sundance. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it was like one of those like I think someone said he got like a six minute standing ovation. What are those? Or what are those? This is the kind of stunt thing. Yeah. Right? And so to me, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a great movie. But I'm seeing a lot, a lot. I mean, the thing is, it's mostly on Twitter, and so. Mm. You can you, I you never know with outrage on Twitter. There's bad things about everything on Twitter. Exactly. And so I feel like it is probably good. Although our friend Guy Branham did not like the whale. No. I saw that. I saw Nori Reed didn't like the whale either. It's yeah, I guess it's we do live in a time I think where it's going well, I guess it's it's never been possible to make everyone happy, but I guess if enough of my like fat friends do have a problem with it, you know. I want to hear them out. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm not seeing any any bigger people be like, I love this I lo- movie. I, I felt <laughs> represented. Not both. Yeah, not both. yeah. They, because I think it's like really, it's showing like the negative sides of living in a bigger body. Mm-hmm. We we're still gonna go see it. Okay, can't wait. Right? <laughs> can't wait to see it. We have to go see well, it. We also love Brendan Fraser. Same. Fraser? Yeah. Uh, Fraser. And yeah, I mean, since Tarzan and the Mummy. Exactly. Tarzan and the Mummy. And then he's disappeared, right? He hasn't yes. done anything since then? I don't think so. And this is his return. Yeah. I love it. And then I also love Lindsay Lohan is back. I haven't watched Did you watch her. it? I haven't watched it yet. <sighs> but I asked my friend, because she had just watched it, and she was like, Lindsay Lohan's stunt double was working overtime. And I was like, there's <laughs> oh, stunts in this There's movie? a lot of physical comedy. There's physical yes, comedy. Yes, 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 yes. Did you ever see the movie Overboard? No. Okay. It's Goldie Hawn, which is Kate Hudson's mom. Love Goldie Hawn. Okay. And Kurt Russell. Okay. And he is a carpenter and he's working on this rich lady's yacht. Mm-hmm. Goldie Hawn. Love it. She falls overboard. <gasps> gets amnesia he claims her at the hospital and he's like yeah you live in the sticks with me and my me and our eight kids and he like teaches her how to be like a a, a wife basically which sounds psychotic no 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 it's I, very funny. I love this premise i love this premise it's that but in the at a like an inn in the in during the holiday season oh amazing yeah. okay i love it okay yeah. I'll, I'll check it out well, it's interesting I only bring that up because we're just saying that Brent, this is Brendan's return. Yes. And this is obviously also Lindsay Lohan's return. Very much. And what I realized is when a celebrity is making a comeback, 
they don't do like their best life's work first. No. They just put feelers out. They're to knocking see the, the how, dust off. Exactly. Exactly. They're putting out feelers to see how the public is going to react to them working again. Yeah. And it was never something that I thought about before, but now I'm very aware of PR because of my recent uh, cancellation, which I, I'm not trying, okay. to, I'm not trying <laughs> to get into, but I, I never realized stuff like that before. Cause it's always like Lindsay Lohan had, all these issues, but she was never like canceled. Like, wasn't she just addicted to drugs? And yeah, she's like, kind of like the underdog for a bit. Yeah, I never like I, like people. I think were laughing at her a bit because for it, sure. it was at a time where it was at a time where we could, where people felt emboldened <laughs> where we <could>. to <laughs> where we could feel emboldened. Where, yeah, to be cruel yes, to people, and now we're, we're much more sensitive with addiction issues. Yes, 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 well, yes, that yes. was her only thing, right? Is that she had addiction issues, or was there something? I else? think so. her mom's kind of. A little trashy. Uh, uh, wow. Okay, I was actually going <laughs> to say like off kilter. I didn't oh, know what to say. Wacky. I mean, yeah, yeah wacky. Yeah, her mom's a little wacky. Um, no, she did have though beach house. Lindsay Lohan's beach house. I know. Wasn't that in like the Maldives? Yeah, or something. something or a beach. Mykonos. Yeah, and she like managed. A beach house? Well, there was that incredible video of her dancing, dancing, which will live on forever. There has never been a more important video. Piece of culture. I hope we I hope we never stop like memeing our lives. Sometimes they just sum things up so succinctly. I know. I wonder if I wonder if like the youth, like the generation under us, which is like obviously hasn't been born yet because we're the youngest we people that have youngest. ever lived. But the, the, the the alphas are next. Alphas are next. He's at Z. Scary. That skips back over to scary. A. Alphas. I know. That's apocalyptic. They're going to be the weakest ones. Maybe because isn't each generation a reaction to the generation before it? Yeah, that makes sense. I'm out of my depth already, but yes. I don't know if that's true. It just sounds. It sounds. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? It's not that. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. It's every president is a reaction to the president <laughs> before. But but it, I there say is things some, confidently though, no, right? It really <laughs> I, that will get you so far in life. The, that it's also gaslighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> that's like, gotten me far. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it's this way. Yeah. Um, I heard recently that millennials are. Are you a millennial? I'm on a cusp. You're I'm Gen Z. Gen Z millennial cusp. Um, I'm like an older millennial, but we are the biggest population. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to really change the the voting when all the old, old people die. And like yeah. the, the new old people. The new old people yeah. rise. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so funny because I because I started stand up when I was like 15. I do feel more like an not even just a millennial, but an elder millennial, because those were kind of always my peers growing sure. up where people kind of. Oh, of course, you were a baby in the comedy scene. Yeah. But because when you're in stand up, I feel like. I've always felt like everybody that does stand up is 30. If you're older than 30 and you do stand up, you seem a little bit younger because you're on top of what's going on and you're trying to stay ahead of the curve with things. You're out at 1137 yes. at night. You can't have a family. You don't have a car. <laughs> like all of these things that make you seem younger. Yes. And then if you're younger than 30 and you do stand up, you're slightly more introspective. You're around people that are older than you. Um, do you think you're listening more than you're talking? There's a chance. Okay. There's a chance. <laughs> what? I should have been like, what? What? <laughs> but but I, I do feel like it brings everybody up to 30. And so because I started so young, I do feel like it aged me about 15 years. Sure. Because you started as a teenager? Started at 15. And so. Oh my I felt, God. Yeah. Too young. Too young. And 
I don't think kids should be allowed to do stand-up. But the thing is, I, I lied. I lied and said I was older so that I could get into clubs and stuff. And so not only was I trying to be older, like I was like fully doing this character that was older. Oh, my God. It was gross. It was gross. It must have been a relief to finally turn 18. Mm, you would think. But, but no. No, everybody... Uh, hated me in my comedy scene because everyone found out obviously eventually that I was lying about my age how how does uh, Sophie's one of the most talented uh, comedians in general but she her origin story is in Canada so chaotic do yeah. they have does Canada Canada embraces you do Canadian comics are you good with them I've been in and out of favor with the Canadian comics yeah. I do feel that most of the time I have been in favor but yeah. I mean if you're in the public eye to any degree your, your career is going to ebb and flow want to take you down yeah but the thing is like just referencing my recent cancellation one more time i'm not trying to get into it but <laughs> i got in trouble i got in trouble for a joke that was sort of taken out of context which yeah. sort of got me back in favor with a lot of the like mm. cooler comics because, who came to your defense um who came to my defense but also who I've, I've been sort of seen as like an industry darling because I'm always doing just for laughs. Yeah. And I do these And you're a child. And I'm, yeah, I'm and I'm baby. young and, and I'm, you know, and I get success and stuff. And so I think seeing me really get uh, publicly um, attacked. Pummeled. Really, sh- and then, and didn't quit comedy or whatever. Sure. Not that I ever would. But I think that that sort of brought me back a little bit of street cred that I was yeah. missing because I'm, I'm a very edgy comic. And so I I feel very resentful when people are like, oh, she's mm. so, so accepted by the industry. And yeah. Stuff. It's like, like, no. I'm pushing. I push boundaries. Okay. Yeah. Street cred. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I think all my favorite comics are like couldn't do most jobs because they're so mentally unwell and I want to be that too <laughs> it's very true yeah um okay wait so this is a sex podcast yes do you remember the first thing that made your coochie tingle or that made you Ooh. like horny or aware of sex yeah I think uh Zorro the movie Zorro wait with um Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Banderas wait and yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones maybe yes oh yes. my god yeah and so my mom was also in love with Antonio Banderas and so we just used to watch Zorro like every day and just both be so horny for it <laughs> i was so horny for zorro that i learned fencing no yes i was in competitions and stuff and it was a hundred percent based on horniness for antonio banderas and i don't know why in my little horny brain i was like if i learn how to fence like i'll get antonio him. and i will be together but it's because him and Catherine zeta jones are like sword fighting and stuff yeah and I'm she like, does it too yeah and so i'm like well that could be me i i love that you place yourself in the shoes of such like a rebellious woman woman. yeah yeah like a a cutthroat (laughs) yeah yeah. murderer woman yeah well that it's also like nice that that was the that's who he wanted to with somebody that was more like feisty as opposed to a damsel in distress or whatever who made who was the first one to make your um oh it was probably like earlier things were like the underwear aisle at like target yes the bulges and stuff the bulges um but But they don't they're not very detailed no, but you, when you're like five or six, you don't really need You don't detail. want detail. Probably it's too graphic. Probably. I'm like, yeah. what do I even... I remember the first time I saw porn, I was probably like eight or nine. Yeah. And I was like, why is his penis so like... Details. Yeah, or like hard. I was like, oh. I don't think I had gotten like boners yet. I was like that young. That is so cute. I was cute. like, that's not real. Oh, when was the first time you saw porn? Probably like seven or eight. So, but for in what context? Like, um, sh- it was a. This is now becoming you interviewing me. Um, my friend down the street 
had like a single dad and we like found his like porn VHS? stash. Yes, VHS. And you have to remember where you left off. Yeah. And like go back there. That's so funny. But it'd be like four like neighborhood boys like watching porn and like not really knowing that's what the that's what your first porn experience is supposed to be I though is so you too. and a bunch of friends being like why do we feel this way what uh-huh. is happening that sounds not going to bother you. I don't think so no okay so I remember the first time I saw porn was with um you might want I don't know if you do you bleep names or should I <laughs> uh I just don't say their name or Maya Capogrocco <laughs> oh okay yeah but I remember with her I would sleep over at her house and she had one of those like bunk beds that like the bottom of the bunk was a desk, a whole desk situation. And then her and I would both sleep on the top bunk when I would go for a sleepover. Uh And she had a tiny little TV with like antennas up there and it only got a couple channels. And during the day we would watch like Looney Tunes or whatever. And then at night it would be like the like sexy channel. On this little TV? On this tiny little TV. And I don't even know how she got it to pick up this channel yeah like a, a cable channel it sounds like yeah. almost yeah and i don't remember what it was called but it was like it took place in it was this little drama okay and it took place in like a whorehouse oh, and okay. so there was always new clientele coming in and i don't remember if it was like the same people that worked there always wait is it like um the bunny ranch in vegas maybe it felt I like a vegas it, it was kind of reality tv um, it, or was, was it? it was scripted. It was, oh, oh, it was okay, definitely okay, okay, scripted. Okay, okay. I mean, but also how am I, I, it was like, so we were probably grade five or something. You should try to Google your way to this answer. I wonder like what it was, Yeah, but, but it, it was, was scripted. It was scripted. And it but was, episodic? Yes. Okay. But the thing is, because it was always like, it was at Maya's house. Like I had no way of watching this on my own. So I think that she was much more well-versed in these characters and whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we <laughs> she knew the storyline. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I've seen this one. Let's just get <laughs> Yeah, but that was the first time I saw porn. But I also love like most of the time, I think it's it's like the age group older than you. Mm-hmm. All the men have the same story of like finding porn in the woods. I, it it was a thing. Yeah, and then it's it's like just a box of porn. Kind of box of porn and in so the woods. What's the origin story? But I also love the just it's just such a natural thing like human thing to want to like have sex and whatever yeah and so i like that you have to go into the forest to get it <laughs> like it, it feels like a right of i feel like we should get back to that like kids should have to go into the forest to, to get find. bored it's too accessible now we're too Stop. far from nature i'm like the unabomber like we need to get back to nature Stop. in simple time like um it's like an easter egg hunt, but for like full penetration porn <laughs> Like, get yeah. your basket go yeah go, fine exactly and i think that the first the, the you know the closer like deep deep woods should be the porn that you actually want and you should have to really <gasps> hike through do you talk about this on stage no i'm just thinking of this oh, right now so it's so funny <laughs> oh, okay that's good because i need some new material so i'll, <laughs> I'll come through this episode i don't think it'll help you for fallon no <laughs> no like, that's been a struggle <laughs> um Wait, because that's so funny what you just said, like uh, the h- more intense the porn, like the deeper in the woods it is. Uh, that's not what I said. I said the porn that you want. So oh, I just outed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. It's like softcore, like on in like the bushes outside yeah, of your exactly. house. It's a lot of heavy like, petting. Yes, thing. Yeah. yes. Which is frustrating porn. Um, <laughs> do you remember? You're um, like, yeah, fuck them up. Uh, <laughs> I want to see the holes. <laughs> Ads! 
Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like... <gasps> Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam, crispy nugs. Crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade. Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. Did you know that you can get episodes of Good Morning Sodomites ad-free? That's right. Go to patreon.com slash towerbottom, sign up for that $5 level, and never hear an ad again. Mwah! Um, do you remember your first orgasm? Or when you, like, discovered your body? <sighs> Um, so I think my first orgasm was my best friend had bought me a vibrator in high school. Okay. And I think that that was fully, maybe I had figured it out before, um, acoustically before on my own. <laughs> Unplugged. <laughs> Unplugged before. But I, the one that I like really remember is like when my friend gave me a vibrator. Was this like a very, um, was this friend like a, sh- a sexual shaman to you? Yes. She had some trouble at home with her parents. And oh. so she was like the first one at her school to start having sex. Uh-huh. And was it with like an older person? Yes. Was, okay. But her and I were both sort of seeing older people, but she's led the way a bit, but She's doing great. She just got married this summer. Stop. You know, to I love the same her. guy? <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> no, but her and I were talking about how insane that was. Like she was, I was like sort of seeing this like old comedian like in high school and she was seeing this guy that was like doing his master's degree or something. And so it felt very normal because it's like yeah. me and my best friend were both like, dating these like adults. We're dating 40 year olds. Deal yeah. with it. They were yeah. probably like 28 looking back or something. Oh my God. Still they gross and like. No, they were both definitely under 30, but we were like, it's crazy that they're 100. They're like, like men. I hope they live so that they could take us to prom. <laughs> <laughs> Their nurses come with you. <laughs> yeah, very. It's very. Uh, what's her name? And the blonde was it married the super old guy? Anna. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Anna Kendrick. No. Um, <laughs> um oh, that's going to. Oh my oh god! No. You want a bo- you want a hot body? Yeah, she, she also died like of like a drug names. overdose. Yeah. Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Thank Smith. you. The yep. three name thing yep. did yep. it for me. Um, <clears throat> okay, so once you started orgasming, or do you remember your first sexual experience with another person? Um, yes, but that's one of the a negative ones. The negative ones. But I do remember like my first orgasm from another person was like my first boyfriend as an adult. Okay. Yeah, and I remember being very much like. <gasps> Like, you okay, we it? have to get married then. <laughs> because it's like, you don't realize that it's like you can, other people can probably figure it out too. I mean, some people really struggle some with, people do with struggle. letting people figure oh, it out. Yeah, and I think like, that's yeah. true. And I think especially women have a hard time sort of like getting outside of your self-consciousness enough to let somebody else do it. Wait, talk to me about this because it's a recurring theme with women who've been on the pod that it is like... um there's kind of a lot of mental gymnastics in orgasming. Yeah, I um I think it's Amy Schumer actually has a really funny joke about it that she needs like she needs the focus of like an Olympic gymnast <laughs> to get there like just fully like and I don't I don't feel that way but I think part of that for me is that I don't have an inner monologue and yeah. so I think that removes a lot of self-consciousness. You don't have an inner monologue period? Like I don't have like the um I mean I have thoughts and stuff obviously but it's you know, the whole inner positive. monologue. No, no, I just don't hear. I don't have like sentences. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Wait, I is this like a brain thing? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I feel like 
<laughs> it, I feel like it's something that would happen to someone that had like multiple serious concussions, but it's just my, been my whole life. And it, this was like a big debate online. I don't know if you were, you became part of this, but some people just don't have an inner monologue. Like, like most people uh, from your face, I'm assuming you do have one. Well, I don't know. I've never thought about it. But when you're like, okay, you wake up in the morning uh-huh. and are, are you going to yourself like, okay, today I have to make a little coffee. I have to go do this thing. I'm worried about this or, or I have thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that an inner monologue? I think so. The okay. thing is, it's hard because I don't have an have exact reference like, you don't have to what it is. But the best way I've been able to sort of understand the opposite is like my whole life, I, you know, I'd watch a movie and then the main character, you know, wakes up and looks in the mirror and it's like, you know, in their head, they're like, today's going to be a good day. Like, we, yeah. we, we got this like, today. And I'm kind of I always just thought that was like a cinematic tool. <laughs> <laughs> And then I realized that people do oh, no. have very linear thoughts sure. throughout the day. And I do obviously have thoughts. I'm, I'm, I get around town just fine <laughs> on my own. I don't have a helmet or whatever, <laughs> but it is different. Like, it's like, I, I, it's more like instinct driven. Wild. <laughs> yeah. You're like going towards shapes and colors and like, I know. I'm smells. just wondering. Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so I think that's one thing that's really helped me with stand-up, too, because if, especially if something happens in the room, uh-huh. I don't have to, like, run through things to say. Oh, that's say. fascinating. I just say something. Okay, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so I think that that might help me sexually because I can't be like, oh, I'm worried about what this sounds am I making or sure. what what I look what like. What I look like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I do feel more self-conscious if there's like, if it's like, there's like a lot of lights on and yeah. stuff. And so I do, I do know there's like something self-conscious happening, but most of the time the lights are off anyway. And also I've been with my boyfriend for like six or seven years now. And so now that does, isn't an issue even sure. anymore either. It's just, and you guys both know each other's bodies, I assume. Yeah. We're well. familiar. You're with, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he also makes me feel very comfortable. So it's I, very easy. Beautiful. We've been having a lot more sex. Like the thing is we always have like pretty, we have a very good sex life uh-huh. for somebody, for a couple that have been together for so long. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. But lately it's been even better than before. I don't know why. I just fell off my own body. Um, <laughs> spit I, take, full I, spit take. I, I am always curious as someone who's like, I've been in a relationship for a year and I've been in a relationship for eight months, but that's about my, that's where I top, like cap out. Yeah. That's where um, you top. That's, that's where, you where I top. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found that number yet. Um, no, but like, I always wonder with couples who have been together a while, like, what's... I always wonder too. Okay. Yeah. No, it's so interesting because like, I know a lot of couples that just have been together a certain number of years and just do not have sex ever. Uh, Which kind of blows my mind, I think. It blows my mind, but I do see how it could happen. Oh, I definitely see how it could happen. Because especially with like Mace and I, it's like if I'm stressed out or because it's like he's, you know, he's a teenage boy not yeah. literally obviously <laughs> legally, you know but like now he, you're the creepy 20 something year old yeah be the predator you want to see in the world <laughs> but he would have sex multiple times every day if i had time you know what i mean like if i had time for it and so it's never really his his issue but if i'm stressed out or something 
we're at a point where it's like he's not pressuring me. Like he'll figure it out on his own sure. for if it's a week or whatever. Okay. And so I could really see if it if it is kind of it's almost it's almost weird because it's like if it is a more loving, caring relationship, you could see it going longer and longer without having sex. Cause yeah. The, one person doesn't want to pressure the other person. Of course. And like, it's not my pro- top priority. It's like. Yeah. But I think the key is like having someone that expresses constant interest without applying pressure. Okay. Because Mace doesn't like pressure me, but he but makes like, it clear that it's available. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I think that that's sort of the key to it is like, because I understand that like if somebody's stressed, like you don't want to pressure them, but then also like having sex might relax them a little. So you do want to put it on the table if they're at all open to it. And you don't want there to be a resentment forming and you don't want them to feel unsexy I guess yes exactly exactly and yeah you got to be able to make each other feel secure whether you're having sex or not yeah. at that moment <laughs> I guess I just always like with me it's like like they start to get I get too comfortable with them and then like there's no there is intimacy but it's not like sexy intimacy but I think I've also just had so many hookups that I'm like, oh, the fresh, the newness is yeah. so exciting. Well, the newness is always going to be exciting. Yeah. But I think you just have to find other things later in the relationship to also feel excited about that. Are, that is not just the the newness itself. Like bringing in a third. Exactly. Bring a new newness. <laughs> I'm here on behalf of Mason to like get you out of a threesome. <laughs> Well, Mace has had so many threesomes. I've has never he really? had a three. He lost his virginity in a threesome. I really want him to do your podcast. Would he? I'm sure he would. Okay, great. I don't yeah. think he knows what the premise is because he was like, have fun. See you later. And I was like, I'm oh, about to have a dirty afternoon. Fun, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have him on. Oh, my God. I feel like he has really good stories. Okay. He lost his virginity in threesome. Yeah. I'll let him tell you the story. But okay. And that was not his last threesome. What a slut. I know. No. I kind of love it, though, because I was like, you know, he seems like kind of quiet or something. And, and so like, I'm glad that he has that edge yeah. to him. Oh, was it a two girl threesome? Two girls. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. He seems like the type who would like do it with Maybe. another guy. Yeah. Not do it, but like, you know. Be in a threesome with yes. another guy. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. I think I think he, the thing is, I'm always trying to convince. He has like this little group of friends that have been best friends since like the beginning of high school and they're still best friends. Whoa. And I'm always trying to convince them that they're gay for each other and, <laughs> and, and, and not full gay. I'm just trying to explain to like them a little that bit. sexuality like is love. a spectrum. Yes, exactly. Yes. And they are very hesitant to accept it, but it's because <laughs> they don't want it to be awkward in the friend group is what I think. <laughs> But they're always Just like kissing gay. each other. They're always kissing Stop. each other and hanging out naked. They've all seen each other's dicks and stuff. And I'm like, that's gay. That's what gay that's is. Gay. gay. I tell them I do that. <laughs> like Zach does all the things you and your and friends Zach's do. Gay. Zach's, and Zach's mostly gay. I mostly think. gay. Yeah. Um, Have you ever been with a woman? I've made out and rubbed a vagina over jeans. Okay. That's, that's not the main. That's the. That's <laughs> You should I, say that on stage. Um, is there, I am an aspiring do you count bisexual. As, yeah, do you count as a gold star if you have? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I've never had a girl like handle my junk. I never handled a girl's out raw. Okay. You know, there's always been yeah, yeah. some Levi's. Yeah. Um, never said she me always a roll. <laughs> a hand roll. Yeah, yeah. hand roll. Um, no, it's I love the concept of being pansexual or bisexual or whatever like yeah it's a beautiful concept mm-hmm. and i think more like guys are than are comfortable admitting yes 
So if I can be helpful in that way and yeah. be like, I am also a bisexual. Oh, that's <laughs> Maybe that helped them. That's great. Congrats on your uh, budding bisexuality. Yeah, I'm just virtue signaling. <laughs> um, uh, well, it's also great because it does seem like, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm just going to say it. It does seem like there is a lot of bi erasure mostly in the gay, gay community. community. Yeah. And that's surprising to me because it feels like a very like conservative mindset. We people drive me crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like no one's ever going to be happy. Nothing's ever enough. Like, it's like, okay, we were in the closet and the, like the worst thing you could be called was gay. And then like some of us felt comfortable saying, Oh, I'm actually bi to be like a, a stepping stone. But because of, that yeah, I think a to, lot to be like there's a chance I'll still I'll be, be with the opposite um, yeah. <laughs> yeah but then it's like we don't believe guys when they say they're bi like yeah. oh you're gay yeah and it's like let him be bi let I, him be bi I think it's more likely that everybody is bi so, to some degree and I think that that's why it's so triggering though to people that are full straight or full gay yeah because you've really planted yourself in this certainty you fought and then i think that the people that are angry about it is because they have bisexual feelings and they're rejecting it so intensely that they're like no you're not bisexual you have Every, to be one or the other because they they feel it so that they're like no everybody feels like a bit attracted to both genders and i'm not bi and then you're kind of like maybe why are you so mad yeah i um did this uh, project this weekend and the the dp was a girl and i found myself like looking at her being like I think I'm attracted to you oh my god it's one of those things where it's like I wouldn't want to lead anyone on but I would be open to making out with girls again that is kind of so like, beautiful yeah maybe even rubbing a vagina over jeans <laughs> I'm like no 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 keep them on keep them on keep them on I'm not comfortable she's like unbuttoning them no 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 I'm not that bi baby I'm not that kind of I'm not that kind of bi with the women, I'm saving it for Jesus. <laughs> for the men, I am giving it away for Jesus, for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> on my knees for him. Mm. Um, do you remember? Oh, wait, we talked about. Oh, no, your first sexual experience. What do you consider like? Do you feel like you lost your virginity at some point? Or is that like, no, it okay. was one of my bad ones. <laughs> okay. So I don't really have a, a good virginity story. I also think it's like. It's something we're dissolving. Because a question I used to ask in the pod was, how do you define sex? Mm -hmm. Like, if you said you had sex with someone, what does that mean to you? Um, I mean, yeah, the automatic thought is like penis, penis and, and vagina, vagina, right? But now I'm more like rubbing vagina over jeans. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, bisexual flag has been planted. <laughs> we might need to change these colors. <laughs> Just add a bunch. What are the bi colors again? Isn't it purple? And I think it's purple. Like a bruise. <laughs> <laughs> They're very bruised. They've they been beat bruised. up lately. Yeah. Wait, that is actually, I don't know. I know trans is light pink, light blue, and white. Yeah. Which is a pretty flag. But the thing is that all I can think of is like the bisexual lighting, which is sort of the. Oh, the screensaver? Yeah. It's like. That does make me think bisexual. Yeah. Pink and blue and purple. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Pink and blue and purple. Happy for them. Um. <laughs> 
Um, oh, yeah. So now you're considering sex as a broader term. Yeah. I, I mean, that is a very interesting question because, I mean, I think I haven't thought about it in a long time because or ever, you know, you know, because this is a new question for me. Yeah. But <laughs> I, it does feel like a question that you would get asked, like, while you're dating. Like, yeah, how many like, people so, have you had sex with or did you have sex with that person last week yeah, or whatever? Yeah. Like, well, we jerked each other off. I know. It like, just feels like a very fuckboy question for you to ask on your podcast to be like, like what even is sex, sex. <laughs> as a way for like when someone's like, did you have sex with them? And you're like, like no, 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 I didn't No, Or if you or came all yes. over their face or yes. If it's somebody that you want, want to, have to have escalated had sex with. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan Savage, who is a sex um, columnist and podcaster, he was on. And to this day, his answer is my favorite. He's like, um, Sex, the definition of sex should be as broad as possible unless you're talking about cheating. And then it should be very, yes. very narrow. Exactly. Yeah. That that's sort of what it what it feels like. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, if you're in like a relationship where, you know, kissing someone on the cheek goodbye would be inappropriate, which is like maybe not a great relationship. But if that's right. what you've signed up for, then then that's the thing is, sex and cheating are different words as well. But yeah. but if if I think it's fair to equate the two, if you're if they both talking, have an e in them, that's true. In that way, they're the same word. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I just think it's wait. Okay, so then when we're while we're in this like neighborhood, yeah. What do you feel about like open relationships and polyamory? Yeah, the thing is, like, I'm not, I'm not in that. Like, we have like a monogamous thing going, and I've never not had that. Like, I've had. You've some, always been a monogamy girl. Well, I've, I, you know, my first boyfriend who I was with for a couple years, like, we were like constantly cheating on each other, really, and fighting about it. But that was just a bad relationship. Uh huh. And did you guys cheat as like revenge or cheat as like? What what was the some of the times probably were revenge. It was just a very we were a drama couple. Oh, and fine. so it was just an ongoing battle. Um, and also I was like eighteen. I had just moved to Vancouver, and he was kind of a big Vancouver comic, and he was like ten years older than me. And so we like started sort of dating, and then we weren't like together together, but we had been on like a couple dates, and like I don't think we had even had sex yet. And then there was like a big comedy festival in town and this like big comic that I was a big fan of came to town. And then at one of the hotel parties, we like made out like you and the big comic. Yeah. Fooled around a little. And then every like a bunch of comics in town saw me like leave with him. And so told this guy that I had been on a couple dates Dates with. with, Yeah. And then uh, but but then I denied anything happening because I was 18. I should have just maybe said. And but then the thing is, like months and months later, he like found out that something happened because he had reached out to the big comic. He's about this specifically. (laughs) Yes. And so that got like confirmed and then that blew up into a whole thing. And then he started doing a bunch of stuff, I think, as revenge for that. Oh, wait, were you guys together? Not when I did that, okay, but, but in the like future in that, we yeah, were yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please say you're more successful than this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He okay. kind of doesn't do stand up anymore. Good. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was just one one of the times that we, we went through but you guys it. had not had like a determine the relationship talk no but i had lied and said that nothing happened yeah. but it's still but at the beginning at the beginning you don't, you don't know to, and i was also and 18, 18 i hadn't i didn't really know how to how to balance how to cor- how to maneuver i didn't know how to maneuver and i didn't know that like honesty is sort of the best policy sure. even in, in new situations sure. like and i but i i think that now even just as 
a population were more literate with like how to treat people you're dating like a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas yeah. I do feel like it used to be kind of more of a contest of like tricking the other person and playing games and and doing all that stuff. I I almost asked you, do people still ghost? They do. Um, people still ghost. I hope we get past that soon, though. Yeah, ghosting, I feel... Yeah, I didn't... I wasn't sure if people were still ghosting. Like, I, I know that they are. Yeah. But... It's just so immature to me. And I'm sure I've ghosted people before. But, like, the, the power and relief you have from sending, hey... I'm not sure if you feel this way, but like I'm getting more of a friendship vibe than yeah. dating vibe. It's just a it's just a very easy message yes. to send. And we've decided but we don't need to. I think that people that are ghosting um want to leave the door open for that reason. I think oh. I think when people ghost, it's because they probably, you know, their ex has just resurfaced and they're not sure about it, or they're going on a trip and they might want to hit you up when they get back. Like sure. But obviously every ghost is different. Every ghost is different. Every ghost is different. But I do think a lot of them are doing it because they don't want to close that door. Fascinating. I never thought about that. Yeah, because I used to ghost people and I think that that's why. And you're like, I'm just gonna like take a step back. I, yeah, because if you don't say anything, then you can come up with something if you want to go back. But if you say, hey, I'm not really getting good vibes from this, then then they know that you weren't getting good vibes from them at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Give them as little as possible. Yes. To go off little information is the best ghost policy. Honestly, to this day, I are these days I'm trying to give as little information as possible. Mm-hmm. Just the basics. Okay. I take the emotion out. I take the... This for is hookups more, or what? No, this is kind of just for like life stuff. Okay. Like, do you ever feel yourself over explaining? Online? Oh, like you're, you're email. In- yeah, I was doing... <laughs> what if I was like, no. <laughs> My fingers are wiggling vigorously. I'm like, yeah. uh, this is just... This is how I talk this to how people I talk. in person. Um, spiders. <laughs> There's a spider on you. I'm like... That's, oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah. No, I, I used to find myself just over explaining sometimes in text, but mm-hmm. to friends, to managers, to whatever. And I'm like, I don't need to say all this. Just be like, mm-hmm. that works for me. Yeah. Yeah. percent. Well, that's something that I'm helping Mace with because he really struggles really? with that. And I always thought it was kind of more of an OCD thing. Uh-huh. But I also realized that it's sort of a situation where because he grew up with two older sisters and a mom that are all very strong women, strong uh-huh, personalities. Uh-huh. And so I think that he's often grew up in a situation where something that he said would be intentionally misunderstood unless he said it in like absolute airtight wording. Oh, wow. And I think when you're, when you're a little boy and you're growing up with so many women that are so much more uh, familiar with like subtleties and implications and stuff, you, you get kind of freaked out because you're, it's not a natural thing as much for boys as it is for girls is to pick up on all these little subtle yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think it just scared him into being like, like very careful over, with his, very careful, always over explaining himself. They, they seem to point out his tone a lot as being kind of, you know, argumentative, like, like very, I don't like your tone. Yeah. That kind of thing. And so he always like, Last night we were doing we were doing a couple. I was helping him with some business emails and messages and stuff. And he's like, "Oh, is this is this okay?" This? Or and and I, I, yeah, exactly. And and I feel like it's also a Canadian sensibility oh, to sort sure. of over explain and apologize and oh sorry, no big for, deal, no, no worries if not, no worries if not. Sorry for the late thing. The um, no apologies pressure. if yeah. It, no pre- yeah. And I think that Americans and especially. Americans in our industry and all kind of business high achievers are very direct. 
very like this is the all all you need is sounds good to me like if that's all they need then that's what you should do because it's easier actually to just receive that information yep and because you're not interacting in person there's no reason to read into tone like you're just conveying information yes yeah it's good it is good trim the fat but i'm also too cutthroat with oh, that really? sometimes like i've had situations where my friends will get mad at me like for a message because it felt cold like and, yeah ex- I, I don't do k okay. i don't do okay i don't do thumbs up i don't do anything that um that business yeah. with, with friends because it's been <laughs> been it's, told it's not nice and, and but that's, that's why i abuse emojis now because i'll be like okay and then emoji, love... and then just fucking slam on some emojis i'm glad someone as young as you is still doing a lot of emojis oh i love i do share style emojis <laughs> do you follow share on twitter wait what do you follow share on oh, twitter oh yes or yes. i see that pop up it's yeah. just like line upon line exactly because i'm conveying information but i'm showing that it's good vibes <laughs> In case you're just like browsing. Yeah. But it is interesting that you mentioned it as an age thing, because I did recently see a TikTok that was like, she was like, yeah, I'm the I'm the token Gen Z in my office. Did you see this? I think so. And she's like, don't post anything like this. It's so cringe. It's so cringe. It's so chuggy. And it's like. Um, you know what's chuggy is like listening to a fucking 20 year old I know like, explain to me how, how to communicate I'm annoyed at elder millennials for empowering Gen Z into explaining Gen Z things because it's like we're adults we have jobs we have accomplishments why are we looking to them yeah I, I, how to be relevant give them no power frankly is my take and it's like all like the verbiage and slang guess what None of it's going to stick. <laughs> None of it's going to stick. No, no. And, and you're going to be the cringe one in a second. And they don't know who they are. All no. they have is their online vibe. Which apparently is a, a nightmare. Like, because it never ends. It never ends. And I can only imagine how hard it is to date as like a cool 20 year old. Oh, my God. Because it's like there's so many tiny things that could give someone the ick. Like so many of these subtle things online. Like if, it's one thing if you do something ick in person because you can just kind of override that with like yeah cuteness yeah but if you do something ick online somebody might not even go and meet you in the first place also i have a friend who's like addicted to meeting girls online who don't live in la and like bringing them to la like flying them in yeah why i don't know Uh, but it's like part of the like oh like this this girl you know she's in chicago she's so beautiful and she's She's hot, but I'm just like, you can't just import the hottest person from each city. (laughs) That's what he's doing. And that's what he's doing. He's bringing them in. But I think it's like, I'm sure it's a mixture of things like not wanting a commitment, maybe or. Well, that's that's what I think it is, because like as soon as you said that, I was like, that's such a weird thing. But then it's like, that's just Mm. 90 day fiance. It's just like it's people that haven't made it work with somebody in their vicinity and yeah. they're like well the problem is the vicinity it's not me oh I, it's when people say they hate la dating's impossible and i'm like no it's not it's not there's, there's so many people, people here. there's so many people here there's so many hot people here there's so yeah. many creative people here and there's there's literally probably eight hundred thousand people saying it's so hard to date in la right now so like ask one of them out someone should make an app that says it's impossible to, to date, date in, in LA, la and get all of those people that say that and like they can't be on any other and app. then they immediately have something in common be like isn't it hard it is hard let's yeah. go talk about it yeah dating's not supposed to be easy no it's supposed to be toxic and fun yes <laughs> yes yeah do you like anybody right now do you have a crush um i'm 
I've been single as of the day after my birthday, which is October 18th. Oh, that's not a fun breakup day, the day you know after what? your birthday. This is the thing. I My default setting is single turbo mm-hmm. slut, kind of. Yeah. And I'm not that slutty these days. And I say slut with the most love and affection. I think it's a great yeah. word. Slut I, is a very fun I word. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend's a slut. When he wears short short shorts, oh, he's a slut. slut. Like, yeah. yeah, show me that ass. Slut. Yeah, show me that dick outline. <laughs> the bulge. Oh, show us the bulge. I love. Do you like a dick outline? Um, on my boyfriend, I do. This is one of the reasons that I think we've lasted so long, and I want to write a joke about this: is uh-huh. that he just truly, truly has the nicest, biggest dick I've ever seen in my life. And I just like I've never found myself like looking at gray sweat shorts or okay. whatever. But on him I totally do. And like, mm. well I want to do a joke about how like it's so big that like he wears Magnum condoms and they're like kind of tight. Like you know how some guys are like, yeah, I need Magnum, magnum and, you're like, and then it's, it's like baggy, so bro. loose. Yeah. yeah. But I want to do a joke about how like my boyfriend wears Magnum condoms, like how I wear a medium at Aritzia. <gasps> like it's just busting at the seams. That's so funny. And someone's like, do you need a bigger size? And then you're like, we both know there's no bigger size. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah, that's ready. That's ready. Ready ready to be tested on I'm the gonna, stage. I'll try it tonight. I haven't tried. I thought of it yesterday, to be honest. Where's your show tonight? Um, my stepson's comedy show. Oh, it's like sounds familiar. Mike and Emma's. Okay, it's at that cool place that's like Mexican-y vibes, okay. and you go downstairs. You, you know like the every, place. Oh, Casita del Campo. I think so. Maybe. Yeah, it is downstairs in like a basement. It's not a basement. or like a tavern. Yeah, you t- you take some steps down, and then it's like a restaurant, and there's a stage. Oh, I think they do a lot of music stuff. There. Oh, El Cid. El Cid. That's yeah, what it is. That's yeah. the fl- first place I ever did stand up comedy. Oh my god, really? Yeah, I kind of want to tape a special there because of is, that. That is a great idea. Right? It is such a good pack venue. it out. Pack it out. It is so good for comedy. It sounds so good because the ceilings are high because there's so many people, but not so high that the laughs get lost. Yeah. It is the perfect room for comedy. Yeah. You have to film a special okay, there. Okay. Have done. You, have you been shopping a special around? No. Or are you just ready? I feel like I'm, I mean, I've been doing stand up between 10 and 12 years, I think. So, it's time. Dude. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm, and it really weirds, it doesn't weird me out. It blows my mind how, like, Whitney, Fortune, Nikki, these these women I know are already touring their new hours after having just taped an hour. I have no idea how they do it. Right? I have no it, idea how they do it. It boggles my mind. Unless it just gets easier and easier and easier because you know your voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a chance. The only the thing is the only way to find out is to put something out. Yeah. Because you have you don't have an album out, no. do you? The, that's the thing. It's like when I first put out my album, it was to retire those this material. Yeah. And then I'll lean on them still. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, you don't have to immediately have a fresh whole hour. Like not everyone in the crowd will have heard it. Some people are brought along. Some people are just interested. Some people are just like you're, you online. Like, totally. like you don't have to retire everything. You can have kind of a base, but you do need sort of enough stuff that has some legs. legs yeah. Tent poles or whatever. Yeah, but I also seen the really big people. Like I saw Ali Wong mm-hmm. at the lab at the Improv, and she was running her new hour just in a super small space, yep, yep. and they gave her you know five nights or something wow. in a row. Wow, in keep, the lab. Yeah, and I think two two Not shows two a night. shows a night just to just to get an initial base of stuff. And even she did a pretty big portion where she's like, "Does anyone in the crowd have any questions for me?" And I've seen a lot of bigger comics do that, which, which I imagine if like if you have enough stuff compiled, if you're organized enough to know what you want to work on, right. 
you can put out a you can put out an album and then you can do a couple weeks or even a couple months of sort of that uh-huh. and then take it on the road where it's like almost there and then you figure wow. it out while you're headlining on the road. If I just sat down and worked on my set for an hour a day, imagine. I think I would have imagine. I think I would same, but that's impossible. It is, but isn't it? But it's literally impossible. Fuck. <laughs> Honestly, if someone like if someone like lock me in a room yeah and like i will let you out when you slide five pages of jokes (laughs) under the door i'd have it done in 46 minutes a hundred percent a million percent if there was any if there was any um not power figure like any person of control it would be a completely different we need structure we crave structure that's why we like to get spanked. Exactly. I'm kidding. Um, okay, I, that's so funny. We can end that round there. Um, the last thing is, what is a piece of advice you'd give young Sophie before she began her sexual journey? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I guess it's like if something doesn't feel good, just say that it doesn't feel good. Like, don't don't be polite. Pretend that it feels good, which feels like an obvious one, but dude. Right, dude. The times I like had sex with a guy because I felt like I didn't want to offend him, or I didn't. <laughs> uh, looking back, I'm like that is psychotic. <laughs> but in the time, it felt very real. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, like ugh, he's so nice. Like well, I don't want to like hurt his feelings. Exactly. It's like it's so weird because it's like, oh no, their ego, and it's like you're literally having sex with them. Like, what could be more stroking their ego? Like, right. wouldn't it be better if you walked away being like, oh, they're they listened and were great at sex yes. and I had a good time. Yes. In the long run, their ego would appreciate it more if you told them to change it up. Also, I'm so hyper aware of people who get upset when I offer any sort of criticism. Yes. I'm like, mm, that's not it's good. Very, it's very narcissistic. To, yeah, to, to, yeah what, exactly. Uh, me? Because why can't you yeah. why can't you hear any uh, outside? Yeah, it is weird. It is weird. And that's, that's one thing that Mace is really good for is like, there's been quite a few times that I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah. And you do that all the time. And he's like, I didn't know you didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mace. Yeah. Um, well, that's beautiful advice. Where can people find you? Um, on the streets. <laughs> I'm out here. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I can confirm. Yeah. I have run into her on, on the, the streets. Street. I'm out in these streets. The mean yeah. streets of West Hollywood, California. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so Buds on um, Instagram. S O P H S. S O P H B U D S. Oh, oh, oh. On Instagram. Buds, yeah. And then I think, I think I'm not on TikTok too. And then I think Sophie Buttle on Twitter. Give her a Google. She's so fucking funny, y'all. Thank you. Yeah, I love you. Thank you for doing this. I love you more. Oh, yeah.